Even if you haven't seen The Last Jedi, the 10th feature film in the omnipresent and unending Star Wars franchise, you've probably heard how good it is. Its critical reception was downright jubilant. If anything, the 91% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes conceals just how effusive those 9 out of 10 positive reviewers were. The movie has a sense of humor about itself and a sense of joy, writes Stephanie Zacharek at time, but its emotional generosity, even in the midst of all the extravagant green screen work, is its best special effect. At The Atlantic, Christopher Orr asserts that The Last Jedi probably does the best job of any Star Wars film of capturing the allure of the dark side and the spiritual turmoil that would lead to and also result from its embrace. Reviewer after reviewer celebrates a Star Wars movie that expands our conception of what a Star Wars movie can be, a film with emotional depth, moral complexity, and compellingly realized characters. But even if you haven't watched the movie or read any of the glowing reviews, you've almost certainly heard that it's terrible. The worst Star Wars ever, in fact. A movie so bad it has drained any trace of joy from the series, destroying all the films that came before it. And we're not just talking about a handful of sad subterranean reactionaries here, like those grown-ass men wailing that Lady Ghostbusters had retroactively traumatized their childhoods. Only 48% of the 181, 438,000 audience reviews on Rotten Tomatoes are positive a worse score than any other Star Wars film, including the universally maligned prequels. And 96,360 fans have signed a change.org petition demanding The Last Jedi be struck from canon and remade. <laughs> so, critics loved it, fans hated it, right? Hoity-toity, big city reviewers out of touch with the viewing public as usual? Well, maybe not. CinemaScore, a company that conducts exit polls as viewers leave theaters, gave it an A. And still in theaters, The Last Jedi already has the ninth highest global box office gross ever, sixth in North America. So if this movie is both a critical darling and a box office sensation, who are all these haters? And what exactly are they so upset about? Maybe you're just confused by all this hullabaloo, or maybe you think this sounds like the dumbest, most inconsequential controversy uh, this side of Szechuan sauce. But you know full well we've never met a dumb dust-up we didn't like here on Know You're Wrong, where pointless disputes are fiercely debated. On today's episode, we drink the haterade and assess the many fiery critiques of Star Wars The Last Jedi. Who's upset, and what are they upset about, and do they have a point? Here to wade through this river of vitriol is Star Wars superfan Isaac. Hello. And Star Wars skeptic Kate. Hi. Okay, we are going to wade through these complaints one by one, but before we get into all of that subjective opinionation, let's establish the facts. Isaac, you have seen every Star Wars movie more times than you can count, right? Yes. You've also watched the tie-in cartoons. You have Star Wars figurines on your desk at this moment. We've built a Millennium Falcon out of Lego. Is it safe to say that you are an expert on the subject of Star Wars? 100%. <laughs> and as an expert, can you tell us definitively whether Star Wars The Last Jedi is good or bad? I think it's fantastic. Kate, you saw all 10 Star Wars movies for the first time over the last year and a half or so, yeah? Yeah. And you don't have nostalgia or childhood devotion fueling your assessment of these films. Do you agree with Isaac's expert opinion? 
that the, the Last Jedi is a fantastic movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's a really good movie. I don't, yeah. I don't know that I would say fantastic, but it's a really good movie. All right. So you two more or less, and you, these are finer points here, but you more or less agree with one another for once. Yeah. Uh, and yet there are so many people who disagree with both of you. So let's find out what, what the complaints are. Isaac, you have bravely waded through Rotten Tomatoes to find out what people are saying oh, about the movie. Oh, gosh, yeah? it has made me so sad. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your service to your country and your podcast. Yeah, um, right. what, what have you got for us? Okay. I have lots of half star reviews, one star reviews. Wait, I didn't know you could stars. do a half star. I thought one was yeah, the lowest like you could so do. That's so insulting, you know? Yeah. That's brutal. And I just want to point out that there are 2,002 pages of bad reviews. How do we differentiate between ones that are just some rando and ones that are like influential reviews that people agree with? Uh, well, I mean, some of them are longer than others. <laughs> Do they get like upvotes or downvotes or anything? Can you tell? Uh, no, yeah, like on on Amazon, you like you can see like sixty people found this review to be helpful. Right? Is there nothing helpful. like that on Rotten Tomatoes? No. Okay. So so how did you decide what to uh, what to bring to us today? Or just, are we going like, to do two thousand pages? I just sifted through. It okay. And, like, you found representative samples. Yeah. Okay. So one person says critics were paid off by Disney. Or they're afraid to anger the mouse. The mouse, uh, yeah. That's, that's this is Disney. some of the worst writing I've ever seen in a film, forcing all sorts of agenda over substance, character development, and story depth. Mm. It takes a steaming pile on the saga. The minorities this film attempts to put in the spotlight should be outraged by how cheaply their characters are treated. Huh. And Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson should never be allowed to work on Star Wars again. Interesting. All right. Something that I've noticed by sifting through all these reviews is that everybody everybody seems to say, like, oh, God, the character development is so bad, and oh, God, nothing makes sense. Yeah, but like, the character development I can't... ever good? <laughs> I mean, that's my thing. So wait, what are you going to say, Isaac? But, like, I just, like, kind of disagree. But I can't really, I can't really see where they're coming from. Because personally, like, everything that everybody says is bad about it, I think is good about it. Mm-hmm. Like, so, so you think the character development is strong? Um, I don't know about strong. I just don't think it was, I don't think it was bad. I thought the story depth was cool. I don't, I think it took a beautiful rainbow pile on the saga, actually. <laughs> a beautiful, a beautiful uh, steaming unicorn poop of rainbows. That's uh, hilarious. So what, what is the substance of that critique there? They were saying that the, there was no character development and that the movie had didn't have time for character development because it had an agenda is that right that's what they claim okay and 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 the agenda seems to be acknowledging that non-white people exist and then yeah. putting them in the movie yeah non-white males yeah so they they so so they were so busy putting putting people who are not white and or not male in the movie that they didn't have time for character development. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the. Is that what it said? I mean, look, on the one hand, I feel like the person who wrote that review just like watched a different movie than I did. On the other hand, I'm sort of trying to at least understand the critique that they have about character development. And, yeah, and I'm problem... not sure if it's so much that 
there were characters of color or non-male characters, but that this person who wrote this review doesn't feel like they were developed enough. And I just, I don't, I don't really think that's true. And I also think if that's your critique, then have you watched any of the other Star Wars movies? Because character development has never been like a primary focus of any of the movies, I don't think. Yeah, I I agree. And I also think it's interesting because I think the character who got the most development was probably Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. And he's the white guy. Yeah. And so I don't... Well, I mean, you no, know, Ray got a lot. Yeah. She's the white girl. She's like, well, I mean, yeah, I know. But if you're, if you're, if you're also acknowledging the, the, yeah. the like... Ray got a lot. Poe got a lot. Finn got a, a lot. Finn got Finn a lot, got, yeah. I, I don't... Well, and even um, Rose, the Rose Rose was a really interesting character. Like, I think a problem with a lot of a lot of these uh, reviews, right, is that like a billion people see this one review of this guy who spent like an hour writing review, like really going into detail about why he doesn't like it, like explaining why he doesn't like the character development, and then the other person's like, okay, I'll do that too, and then just wrote a paragraph saying. That the character development is bad I without see. explaining why it's bad. Right. So they're sort of referencing a, a, a meme or a set of assumptions online that we're not we're not privy yeah. to. So so did you run into anyone really explaining what their problem was? I did. Okay. Yeah, so I what have do we to got? Go a few pages because there's like there's like five more pages that have been added in the last day. <laughs> oh, uh, the one right below this says they ruined Luke. He was completely out of character. The mythic mm. hero's journey of the original trilogy was reverted for no reason but for shock value. Fire Ryan Johnson, Kathleen Kennedy, and redo the sequels. Yeah, it yeah, does. So I feel like this. You're. It seems like you're right. Like there, are, these two people seem to be like have specific complaints and like solutions to the problem that don't. I mean, I don't know. Like they seem like they're following a script. Exactly. Like like yeah. someone like yeah. when you call a politician because uh, right, an organization exactly. has given you it, <laughs> like, like call and rep- say you're opposed to polluting the creek like, with yeah. toxic waste. Mm-hmm. I wanna, I wanna like have an open mind, but these these critiques don't make any sense to me. So, do we know where this comes from? Like, who is the who is the dude or person who? I think it comes from YouTube. But who on com- YouTube? Like, can we can we like do like a yeah, I, I got you. like etymology or something? Like, try and figure um, out the root problem. So, like, one guy, Angry Joe Show. Who got like two million views on his video? It was like, why the last Jedi made me angry and stuff like that. And do we know? Did you watch and, that? Like, do you know why it made him angry? No, I okay. wouldn't. Okay. Dare. Okay. And there's a billion like reviews on YouTube of why the last Jedi sucks. Why the last Jedi sucks? This movie sucks. 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 Suck. So it it seems to me that the the sort of negative response to this movie, like sort of what you guys are suggesting, that it metastasized that that it that like someone didn't like it and it kind of spread because at first it had a immediately had a good audience rating on on rotten tomatoes and then it got worse and worse and it's gotten even worse in the last couple weeks and the reviewer rating has gone down a couple points as well on rotten tomatoes it seems like this backlash sort of blossomed and people kind of got the memo that uh, their sort of social circle online or whatever was was unhappy with this movie, and that's kind of almost like part of identifying with like a certain subset of like fandom or right, something yeah. like that. And there's also like plenty of people who think it was great on YouTube. 
Right. Uh, there's less people who made videos about that, but there are some. <laughs> also, this guy under this Luke review said dog vomit is better than this abomination of a film. Okay. So okay. that's a really helpful review. Yeah. I'm this, not getting guy, a lot of specifics yeah, from anyone seriously, here. Seriously, yeah. This guy under it, though, who gave it a five-star rating, legit, like, typed up, like, pages about why this movie is so good. And I love him. Keep so. fighting the good fight. Yeah, seriously. I just, honestly, I think people are upset that their fan theories are wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, think, that seems I to be... I think people are upset that their fan theories are wrong and upset that, like, Star Wars can, like, grow. What were the fan theories going into... Like, Snoke is Darth Plagueis, uh, the Emperor's master. Uh, Ray's parents are Obi Wan or or Yoda or something. You know, okay. it's like stuff like that. Right, because we have this whole midi chlorians thing where 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 like strength in the Force is transferred genetically. Right. And this movie and so, was and so Ray's story goes against that because she's just like a nobody, right? Right. Like, and yeah. Okay. Right. And this movie was actually, I think, sort of hostile to the idea of of the genetics of or the eugenics you might say mm-hmm. of the force that like um it 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 tried to throw that out over and over again with luke saying that it was like vanity for the jedi to think that they had any special ownership of the force um f- for ray being nobody like not not coming from a prominent family or like a family of jedi um and and ryan johnson has said in an interview that like while it could get changed later, he did not intend that as like a misdirect. That he he meant it. That Ray's parents are nobody as far as he's concerned. Um. So so Isaac, my question is, you had some fan theories going into this. You had a lot of fan theories going into this. You had well, yeah, talked to I me mean, about I a lot of them. I watched the YouTube videos. <laughs> right. So were you upset to find out that none of your theories were right? No, I thought it was awesome that it was right. I was right wrong. Like. It's- I, I thought it was really cool, like, not being able to guess what happens in a Star Wars movie. Right, right. When it's, when a scene starts up and you're like, this is the throne room scene. I know how this goes. And then it doesn't go the way you expect it yeah. to. They're going to turn off the switch in the middle of the Death Star. Right, right, right. Going, the, the shields will go down. Then you can attack. Their evil plan is going to be foiled. I kind of wish we could go to the alternate universe where everyone's fan theories were, were vindicated and see if people are happy. Oh, because Definitely. You think you think they are happy? Do you think people, if their fan theories were right, would be happy? Would they be like, yeah, I knew it. That was so awesome that I got exactly what I was expecting. Or would they still be disappointed because like it's un- unexciting to get a movie that you I could have written like yourself? It. People love Force Awakens. It's the same thing as A New Hope. Like, I think that for, these, for this particular type of fan, like the joy is in watching something that is part of the, the like universe that you love and thinking that it matches up with that universe and adds to it and for some reason people don't feel like that about this movie right i just like read one review where it's literally a page long review about like why it's bad that there are women characters in the movie oh please read that to us do you have that one up yeah i have it right here okay let's hear it okay it's not a coincidence most people who love this movie are liberals. It's also not a coincidence most critics <laughs> who hate this this a nearly flawless 9 out of 10 movie, despite its numerous plot holes, flat jokes, and endless contradictions, are mostly liberal. Even more so. It's not a coincidence the media, most news sites, and the areas whose audience they polled coming out of theaters are also majority liberal. Anyone that doesn't subscribe to liberal thinking, living outside of this bubble, sees the movie for what it is. 
two and a half hours of women in prominent positions bossing around the male characters for no other reason than to exploit the popularity of this franchise and use it as a platform to pander to people with these political leanings, sending a clear message that men are impulsive and reckless and it takes a woman to get things done. And not just once or twice. This is a constant theme throughout the entire film, from Malaya slapping Poe around, to Rey overpowering Luke, to Haldo becoming a martyr, to Rose saving Finn, to Rey saving Kylo, to, to the majority of leading characters on the good side being women, and the majority of the bad characters being men. And on and on this goes. That's just the first little part of that. Wow. Um, guys? <laughs> I... I don't, I don't understand. It's Why is it bad to have prominently like more female characters than male characters? Like, I don't well, get it. And it, I just don't... I think it's like a mischaracterization of the way that the movie went. Like, yeah. you know, Poe was wrong about stuff, but I think he was also right about stuff. And Rey saves Kylo, I guess, but Kylo also saves Rey. Like, I don't... I, don't, I just don't see the, like, one-sided thing that's happened... That he's describing. And yeah. also, like... To me, this just sounds like a sad man, a sad little man who's sad about his sad little life and who can't, like, get people to love him because he's so, like, sad and angry about, like, not being successful. Like, I don't, I, I mean, maybe that's unfair, but, like, I just don't think that that is an accurate, like, description of the movie that we all watched. I don't, I Yeah, don't it doesn't sound like the movie I watched, and it's really hard not to, not to go, like, yo, this guy is upset about something else. Yeah, this like, guy Like, he's complaining like about women. something different like, going on here. He doesn't like women. Would you have been pleased if a male character flew their spaceship into light speed into the big ship? Like, would that have made a difference for you? I don't, like, what's the difference? I don't get it. Yeah. Like, would it have been better if Admiral Akbar was like, okay, fine, I'll do it myself? I mean, that actually would have been pretty cool, but... Well, and there is, you know, one of the primary bad characters is a woman, um, right? Like the shiny, shiny metal, shiny metal yeah. brand of Taurus. <laughs> What's her name, I think? Gwendolyn Christie. Captain Phasma. Captain, Captain Phasma. Phasma. And on the good side, there's Finn, there's Poe, there's plenty of dudes. Yeah, so, so the things he say don't add up. I almost appreciate him being honest about it because in the first review you read and and that review really echoed i i did actually go through the rotten tomatoes for a while myself before i just couldn't handle it anymore and the the first review you read i feel like was really emblematic of most of the ones i read there were these like vague references to like an agenda and like minorities being pandered to and and like it seemed that the whole problem was just people feeling that that like I don't know I wish they would come out and say it I don't want to put words in their mouths but it sounds like they all really have the same complaint this guy did that there were just like too many women they didn't want to watch women do Mm -hmm. stuff and the reason I felt that way is because none of the none of the actual critiques make any sense like character development look you can if you want to say this movie's character development wasn't that strong I'm sort of okay with that but you can't possibly say that this movie's character development was weaker than the average Star Wars movie. It is right. much That's stronger than is, most. Is like, I, I mean, you're not watching Star Wars movies to get really deep and full realizations of complex characters. You're watching for a story that's like fun and fantasy, and it's like, and it fits into this like larger puzzle. You know, that's that's the appeal. It's not. I don't know. Yeah, I, and I'm all for holding Star Wars to a higher standard and saying like, hey, you know what? 
in addition to cool looking spaceships, like let's have better drawn characters and better acting. But and like I thought, I thought last year I did that. I, I agree, <sighs> and and I'm but I'm saying like I can't uh, saying like this movie didn't have great great character development. Fine, saying like this movie didn't have great character development, and that's why it's not up to the standard of other Star Wars movies, and it should be struck from canon makes no sense. Like yeah. you can't. You cannot be serious. You can't, like, I can't accept that as a genuine argument as opposed to some sort of deflection for some other problem that people have. Yeah. Right. Right. Which is why, as, as you said, the, it's, it is, it's almost refreshing to hear or to, 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 yeah, like Mr. Lonely Hearts over there. So, like, blatant about, like, the problem is liberals and the problem is ladies bossing men around. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's really his problem. That's really his problem. Not for nothing, but, like, Luke Skywalker, the white guy, ends up saving everybody in yeah. the end. Like, he's the one who projects his, like, consciousness into, like, and does the thing that, like, save, saves the day. Like, like you really didn't get, like, much of a divergence from, like, right. normal Star Wars, whatever. And, like, and there were also, like, female characters and characters of color who were, like, interesting. So we saw the movie and uh, and we got, came out and the people we saw it with all, all really liked it. And we sort of were asking them, like, what they liked about it. And uh, a friend of ours, uh, who was a woman, said that she liked that the theme of the movie seemed to be believe women trust or trust women, women. Yeah. trust women and i actually was kind of as as sort of put off by that as i am by the critiques that say like oh the women are too strong and bossy because the whole thing that i thought like to the extent that i i felt like this movie did a good job like being woke or whatever i thought that the women characters were incredibly flawed and complex and that was so much more interesting than having them just be like super super awesome like wonder woman is yeah like like the the um laura dern character yeah holdo um you know i guess you can say that she did the right thing in the end but she didn't communicate yeah she was a horrible general she couldn't communicate with her troops she couldn't rally her able to do as a leader right you know so and that was interesting right like that that you had this person who i guess ultimately sort of saves people but isn't able to translate that action into like understanding among her peers which is exactly why um poe tries to undermine her you know he doesn't understand what she's doing right and and so she has a good um she has good tactical ideas she's smart she has a uh she's like devoted to the cause all of those things like leia but unlike leia the people don't trust her she doesn't like have their confidence and that makes her a bad general that is interesting rose and she's sort of she she to me sort of presented as a character that was like overconfident like she was like you just need to trust me because you need to trust me right um in very much the same way that like male characters often do you know Um, absolutely i think rose is someone who like First of all, I just love that we finally have a like a, a working man character in mm-hmm. in Star Wars. Uh, I think that added like a really useful perspective and, and expanded the world. Um, but also, she uh, she introduces Finn to the idea of a world beyond beyond himself. Uh, Finn starts off as an incredibly selfish character. He's like trying to escape. He, now he wants to save Rey because he has a crush on her. But it's just like him and Rey that he cares about. In the first movie, he only really cares about himself for most of it. And she's like, "Look, there's a whole world around you," and and like like convinces him to care about the struggle and to to like care about like people other than himself and then like 
almost gets the entire rebellion or resistance wiped out because she has a crush on him and she stops him from doing exactly what he should have done, which was sacrifice himself to destroy that gun. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and so she, like, all of these characters, all of, I thought all of the women characters were both, like, um, they were they were strong, they were interesting, they were well-developed characters, but they were not, like, perfect. And so I, and they weren't like to be trusted under all circumstances, right? They all had flaws, yeah, sure. and, and I and so that to me was like way more impressive than just a movie with with like with Wonder Woman's in it, a, a movie with like magical with, with sort of morally morally imperturbable. Star Wars: The Last SJW. The truth is, the movie wouldn't have been that bad if they try if if they try so hard to sell this strong feminist ideology. And make half the movie a useless story filler. Very disappointed. <sighs> what? What? What did it do? Like, it's not like that episode of Flash we we watched where they all look at each other and say hashtag feminism and save the day while all the men are drinking in a strip club, right? Like, there was just it was there just were women in the movie. <laughs> Did you feel, Isaac, that it was like it had a feminist agenda, that it was like trying to convince you that women are strong and good? I mean, I, I'm sure, I think that may, like possibly the director was like, okay, guys, let's like have both sexes be or be like strong in this movie. Right. But but from the movie, it's not like they're like, yeah, girl power at all. Like they just they're just generally strong female characters. <laughs> The yeah. same right. how Poe is never like, yeah, dude power. Yeah, you know? yeah. He's just like, yeah, I'm here. So what? Yeah, I think, it, I think it sort of, I mean, I guess I feel like it did have a sort of feminist message, but not in the way that these people are talking about, in that, like, feminism is, like, a, a, a societal project that involves, like, having everybody have equal access to power, but that, but, but that didn't come with, like, these are perfect women who are like perfect and brave and are going to always make great decisions. Like, yeah, okay, I so. didn't think that feminism was the primary message of the movie. Though. Yeah, me neither. I have found a review that, that seems to break it down in actual parts. Okay. Okay. Let's hear what uh, we got. Okay. So, uh, I have to give this one star because it confirmed that one and a half stars or not interested does not count in tally. This movie oh is an God. abomination. I have <laughs> never. Wait, wait, wait! I just, mean? I need to. We need to break in here and say, not only do these people, do, does this reviewer, think that, that Hollywood like is is, has an agenda against him, and that like the modern world has an agenda against him, but he thinks that there's some secret plot at Rotten Tomatoes to change review scores is to not. Is that what that means? Yeah. But they, I just don't understand. Like, what is tally? What tally, is tally as an altogether, like, the, the score, general the overall interest of the score. 48% score. So he believes that if he gives the movie one star, that it doesn't that Rotten it counts, Tomatoes. But if he gives it a half star, it'll, it'll, it'll not count towards the tally because Rotten Tomatoes is conspiring against him to make the, the <laughs> reviews too good. I guess. Yeah, there's something else so, going on so here. Sad. I know. <laughs> Alright, sorry, Isaac, continue. Uh, okay. I have to give this one star because it is confirmed that one and a half stars are not interested does not count in the tally. This movie is an abomination. I have never before seen a triple A movie with such poor storytelling. You can almost literally feel the 
pretentiousness, the smugness, the sheer contempt just wafting off, off of the movie screen. Much like the same type of wafting, wafting that, wa- wafting that yeah. stink, passes off a freshly coiled, messier pet left on your front lawn. <sighs> Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy have pretty much just there's a, there's a really, lot of really proud of that metaphor. There's a huh? lot of poop imagery going on here. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy have pretty much destroyed this franchise, one that I have loved for decades. See, I was not I will exaggerating break this in the intro. Down destroyed in parts. I really want Disney to know my disgust with this film. One, <laughs> the story is probably the worst storytelling I have ever seen for a triple A movie with multi-million dollar budget. A four-year-old probably could have given a box of crayons and some paper and come up with a better storyline other than two and a half hour car chase. Everything from the character interaction to the plot, it's just stupid and boring. The new characters are shallow. There is no character progression. They feel like they were added. They were just added for the sake to have them in the trilogy. Let's explore this, shall we? Ray. This is probably one of the most hollow characters of them all. She literally wakes up one day and, within a matter of few hours, goes from a scavenger to one of the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy, one capable of beating a grandmaster Jedi. She's invincible, knows everything, and is perfect in every way. So, Ryan and Kathleen, I have to ask you, if you went to a movie. And no, the main character has no chance of being beaten and is portrayed as a goddess. What form of entertainment does that provide for you and your audience? Okay, let's 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 break in here. There's already so much going on. First of all, nothing he's saying is true. Ray is not invincible. Ray almost gets killed by the by the Snoke, right? And yeah. and what's yeah. his name saves her? Yeah. Yeah. So that's she's like immediately wrong. overpowered by him. Like and it, it's not he's even he doesn't even have to try. Like it. it and this guy is a Mary Sue is basically every single comment on everything ever. Is Luke not a Mary Sue? Luke I, is a Mary well, Sue. This is a question for who's you, a, Isaac. Who's a Mary oh, okay. Sue? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me actually take that back. Let me look it up and get a it. A Superman? No, it's a character that gets good at things too quickly. I see. Hold on. Uh, well, maybe we're both right. A Mary Sue is an idealized or seemingly perfect fictional character. Often this character is recognized as an author insert or wish fulfillment. They can usually perform better at tasks than should be possible given the amount of training or experience. Sometimes the name is reserved only for women, but more often the name is used for both genders. A male can also be referred to as a Marty Sue or a Gary Stew, but Mary Sue is used more commonly. Okay, so that's Wikipedia. Is Luke a Mary Sue? Yes, less than Rey's. Because the first movie, you see him training with Obi-Wan, and, you know, Titus uses his star... He doesn't really, like, whip out his lightsaber much in the first movie, to my remembrance. The second movie, he loses to Darth Vader while also training with Yoda. And then third movie, finally, he's become strong enough to, to take on his father and win. Okay. All right. Ray should probably get her ass kicked by Kylo Ren in the first movie, and she sort of holds her own, which is which is kind of yeah. kind of weird. But I can't help but think. I mean, like people. This is why the sports montage exists. Like people get too good at things too quickly in movies, in like almost every That's movie. That's like the thing that happens. And 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 you know the fact that it's called a Mary Sue, and that this Wikipedia article is like, but men can be Mary Sues too. <laughs> like it sure sounds like. The actual issue is that people can't believe that a woman gets good at something quickly, but they're willing to suspend that disbelief for male characters. Also, a lot of people were upset 
that Leia could use the Force in, 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 that well in that scene, and I just like I don't okay, get it. Okay, that I, but because but I we, have to say that that uh, for me that was like the weak point in the movie. I thought that was like so weird and forced and dumb that she like brings herself back mm-hmm. from space and like we've and I, I mean to me like I don't think. I, I don't think anywhere else in the series do you ever see Leia actually use the Force, and then all of a sudden uh, she's able to do it in this in this way that like saves herself from certain death. Um, like that did that to me was a thing that I was like, really. Both times I watched it, I, I was like, this is dumb. Uh, yeah, I mean, Leia's opinion. never used the Force like that before, but she has always. She's she's communicated with the, with the Force, right? She can like she's tell felt things, right? Like, she's like felt yeah. a lot of things using the Force. Um, I loved that scene. <laughs> really, I thought it was so great, and I can't look. We are constantly in movies like finding solutions to to problems that don't actually have solutions, like. Like, you think this character is dead, but they're not really dead because they have some special ability or some special circumstance that allows them to not be dead after they're dead. And so to that extent, like, her doing this thing that should kill her and then, like, being using her magic powers to save herself is just, like, the same thing that happens in every movie. But seeing an actually an actress that we know is dead do it, mm-hmm. was it was, like, overwhelming to me. I, I, I thought it was really sort of, like, touching and beautiful to be, like... He, this is like the height of human wish fulfillment is like watching a dead actress save herself from death. I don't know. I, I yeah. thought it was really powerful. I, okay. But and I can't, a, I can't disentangle thing, yeah. how I would have felt okay. about it if, if she weren't actually dead. But I really like that we finally saw her use the force. My sort of takeaway from it was that she had chosen not to focus on that. She had f- focused on being a general on military tactics. Like that's what she had studied. But that like, she had it and if she like in a in a pinch she could like use it just and then like in a way that basically like wiped her out right for the whole second act mm. of the movie yeah right. um right. that it was like that to me was a believable exercise of the force for a character that had it her whole life but hadn't really trained with it mm-hmm. guys this guy the the one that i was reading before i just scrolled down jar jar rose what? What was wrong with Rose? Did he? Did that all he said? I honestly don't see the point in this character. They never developed any storylines for some of the other characters. Yet they added a new one. She's one of the most annoying new characters that frankly reminded me of Jar Jar Binks. What? She was like so soft spoken and completely unjustified simile. Like, yeah, how is she at all like Jar Jar Binks? Why and why does this guy keep going through things and never he just like keeps repeating the same insults over and over again but he doesn't make any concrete points which again makes it really hard for me to believe that he means what he says. He did do it a little bit on Luke Skywalker. All right, what does he say on Luke? Luke Skywalker. This is my childhood hero. <sighs> they reduced him to a green milk drinking crazy hermit that almost murdered a child. This was one of the most iconic characters in the Star Wars universe, and they threw him under the bus. This is unforgivable. Ryan and Kathleen, if you wanted to, to start Star Wars and do your own thing, fine. I'm having Don't my... mess with our childhood here. Oh, I will never see okay. any movie directed or produced by either of you. I'm, I'm going to boycott Solo. I can't believe what you did to this franchise. I'm so full of rage at you reading each of these, and I have to keep like holding myself back. Like, what? <laughs> How does it hurt his child? Let's say that what he's saying is true and they had made like 
like they had made Luke into Jar Jar Binks. He talked in a fake Jamaican accent and like ran around being annoying all the time. Like, would you not still have the movies you grew up with? What is the problem? Like, you cannot hurt somebody's childhood after their childhood. Well, this okay, is a grown-ass so, so man. Here's, I, I, I agree with what you're saying about this particular guy, but I, you and I both watched all of Lost. Yes. Right? Yes. And you and I, I think, both felt, yes. after having watched the last episode of Lost, uh-huh. that it sort of ruined the rest of it hold on before you say anything else isaac did you ever finish lost uh no it was taken off of netflix <sighs> all right so without without Go giving ahead, fine. this away the, my problem with the last episode of lost is that so much of the joy of watching lost is all of these ongoing mysteries and believing that you are in good authorial hands like confident steady hands right. and what the last episode revealed is that they didn't know what they were doing all along. Okay, so I think what this this guy is trying to is saying something like that that that. But that but but Star Wars is not structured the way Lost is structured. It is structured in discrete there's, episodes. Well, there's no there's no mysteries right. really in Star Wars. Yeah, and and we already know that the author has changed. Like the idea that you're getting a single person's vision is obviously not true. He sold it to Disney, mm-hmm. so that okay. doesn't. I I hear what you're saying, but I don't think that analogy holds really. I just, I guess what I'm saying is in general, I think it's possible to have somebody so badly treat a, a story or a, a world that you care about that it makes you feel differently about the rest of it, like even the pre-existing stuff. I just don't think that, I don't understand what his complaint is about Luke because he does, like he starts out crazy and then he like, saves everybody like like magically and miraculously and like i don't know yeah yoda goes from being a fierce warrior to a crazy bog dwelling muppet right like um uh obi-wan uh is a is a desert hermit isaac will you will contend that he was doing that for the sake of watching over luke but i don't think you can say that about yoda right no you can't (laughs) yoda yoda gives up and like becomes a, a a weird little little bog monster what all the Jedi do who survive is like is go like, oh boy, I couldn't save the world. I give up and, and go like <laughs> I'm gonna go live in this here swamp. A swamp, for a, long time. a desert, an island, like whatever. So what is the problem? Like how is that disrespectful to a character? This, this, that person seems to have trouble distinguishing between fiction and fact. Like, you can't disrespect Luke Skywalker. He's not a real guy. You yeah, don't need to start a change.org petition for him. It's just a fucking movie. Sorry, it's just a freaking movie. Yeah, I, I didn't say my swear. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to read one from the New York Times that's still on okay. the same subject. Um, is I, it good? I, is, it, is it a good review? Sorry, the, like... the actual New York Times review was very positive. It was Manola Dargish. She was super into it. Um, it was in a reserved kind of like hoity-toity New York Times sort of way. Like, okay. this movie was not as terrible as I expected. But she, she, was, she was into it. But they did an article where they tried to run down the, the, the fan controversy and like had write, readers write in and say what they like and didn't like. Mm-hmm. David Harris writes, I have been a Star Wars fan my entire life. I did not like this movie. One, Luke Skywalker was not given the movie he deserved. The premise that the man who had chosen not to strike down the most evil Sith the world had ever known, ever considered killing his sister's only child was outrageous. 
two, Star Wars is a Skywalker story. This movie is not about a Skywalker. Three, this movie is trying to get a political message across in a very heavy-handed way. That's what Star Trek does, not Star Wars. Mm. Oh. oh my god. So, like... I hate this man. I know. So, A, Luke deserves something. This this fictional character is owed something by the filmmakers. Um, B, of course Luke would... would like, I, I found his, like, thinking about killing Kylo to be very believable and then deciding not to. Luke has always been a character who is... Um, whiny. Who's whiny, <laughs> like, but who is pulled between the the like yeah. the path of least resistance and the long hard way of doing things yeah. the light and dark side whatever you want to call those like that's his whole character yeah. uh, I I don't understand the idea that he would just like grow out of it or something see th- this movie he says all these complaints about Luke and then says this movie isn't about a Skywalker which it was it was about Luke and Leia and Rey and, and also other even if it, even if you assume you you accept that and say that it weren't it's not so. Every single Star Wars movie until the end of time has, has to be to about, be about like, yeah. the Kennedys. You yeah, know, like yeah, we yeah, have yeah. these like political dynasties, right. these like movie dynasties, and we just have to keep writing stories about the same damn characters forever. Like, right. That's so boring. What a boring and monochromatic vision of the future. Right. Right. Yeah. And then D, again, with the political message, the political agenda. Let's talk about the what's it called something bite oh, uh, canto bite canto bite. Um, let's talk about that because a lot of people complained about that, right? Okay. Did you? Yeah, did it's you... The, I mean, it's it's the most overtly political part of the movie. That yeah. actually wasn't the complaint. That's that wasn't the complaint. So though. weird. Oh, I mean, really? I did you see any that complained about the the, the arms dealership politics? Oh no, I didn't see anybody complain about that. Everybody, the only thing about that whole scene that people complained about is that it made no sense being in the story, and it was just for for Finn and Rose to get some screen time. Right, I heard read that complaint a lot. So this is what is so strange is that everyone complained about the politics of this movie, and what they meant was there are too many women in it and too many there non-white are brown people. Brown people, and there are ladies, and, and that, and that somehow doing represents stuff. a political agenda right. because we're like obsessed with identity. But nobody is complaining about the movie's actual, like, explicit political message, which was about the military-industrial complex that, like, war wars are fought because they make people rich, and and that, like, something that really I think that and about drives... like the, the the like overt exploitation of humans and animals right um right on that planet we see slave people we see animals being exploited we see slave children and yeah. there's like a like liberation message yeah. about them but nobody's complaining about that right i um, mean and that's i mean this is like a genuine question and that that's... and that this like glorious war that we've spent 10 movies watching now like like there's a character who suggests that all of this is just there to like make some people rich and that everyone else is exploited it, it, toward that end. Right. That is a political message, a real honest to God, like political angle that the movie had right. that no one has complained about. Right. Well, and it's, and it, and it's just interesting as a sort of like, um, meta critique of the whole, of the whole franchise and, you know, of war itself. Um, like I thought it was really interesting. I really liked that that whole diversion or whatever. I did too, and it, it to me it really well. So Isaac, what 
what did people say what did people say about it that you read in general uh just to get finn and rose green time didn't make any sense being there it like totally made the uh the pacing seem off it's it's really interesting to me like to me that was the scene that did the most to expand the world of the Star Wars movies. Like that was the scene that was like taking Star Wars really seriously. It was like, let's say this world exists. Where do all these ships come from? Who makes them? How'd they get here? Like who, who benefits from this? Like, why is anyone doing it? Like, let's really imagine this world is real. So to me, that was the part of the movie that was most respectful of the whole idea of Star Wars. It like took it so seriously and was like, let's make this world real. Let's figure out who actually lives here and how this whole thing, how this, this machinery of war actually runs. Right. Well, and it was also like, it was, it was fun. Like it it was was like, it was definitely the funnest part of the movie because like it starts out and, um, who's like old, old little lady who, who like, Oh yeah. Who's in a union dispute. Um, You need to find the guy with the, the lotus um, flower. Maz. Maz um, Kanata. So they're looking for this character who ends up not mattering at all. And right. the character who does matter comes out of nowhere. So, like, that's fun. Um, visually, I think the scene where they're, like, going through the casino is really fun. Because you see all these, like, creatures. It's sort of, it's like the, the stand-in for the, like, bar scenes yeah, that the they cantina, always have in those movies. The cantina, you know? yeah. Um, cantina? Cantina, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, you get to like ride around on an animal and have like a little chase. And and then it also, it's all like enclosed in this like message or question about like the the fight that's going on in a larger sense. Like I just, I thought it was like so fun. Well, and the problem people seem to have with it is that it didn't work, right? Like you can't know while you're doing that subplot that it it doesn't add to the overall like movement of the plot. And to me, then it's like I mean, and in in any other Star Wars movie, that like harebrained scheme would have worked, and right, like that would have maybe been kind of dumb. I still think it would have been fun, but like it was, it was interesting that they tried to do this thing that was like just as crazy as the things that they always do in Star Wars, right? And like that time, it didn't work. I I really enjoyed the Canto Bite scene. I thought number obviously like masterfully shot. I think I think everything in it is really cool. I cannot absolutely 100% disagree that it felt weird for the pacing. Okay. Um I that doesn't ruin the movie for me. Yeah. I and this had this it started at the first time I watched this I didn't really feel away. As I kept on watching it I was like okay, I'm starting to see this complaint. Didn't you think the whole movie had had weird pacing? That it was like paced more like an episode of Arrested Development than like a Star Wars movie. It was strangely paced. Um, I at at times I loved the way it was strangely paced. Strangely paced, and at times I didn't. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoy the Canto Bite whole scene. I enjoy the whole scene, but I do I do think it was a little weird being there. As in I I, as in it just kind of felt weird just jumping right into it. All right. Um, I, I really, I feel like there's these two paces to this movie. There's a baseline, which is excruciatingly slow, right? Which is, which is, it's, it is, as people say, it's like a two and a half hour chase movie, like these two slow ships chasing each other for the entire movie. But then there's all of these melodies played on top of that baseline that are really fast and really like frenetic um which i think kind of mirrors i'm using this musical metaphor because i think it mirrors the way john williams score works um but also i I thought it was fun to have there be this like slow plod and also all of this like 
rambunctious whimsy sort of happening on top of that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think a lot of people complain like oh my god the pacing ruined the movie i just that's just stupid they're just trying to find reasons to, to say why the movie's bad i don't know i sort of feel like if your biggest complaint about a movie is the pacing like that is not something that i even mm-hmm. like that means that you're sort of grasping at straws i guess is what that's I'm saying. exactly what i think i think i think that a lot of reviews are plain and simple People are like just just feel like they need to give the movie a bad review because they want to be that one person who doesn't want to give a Star Wars movie a ten star review, and they're like, okay, what are all the things that everybody else is saying? Oh, they're saying this. I'm just gonna like, I don't know. This felt weird. Why don't I just base my whole complaint of the whole movie on Rose? God, Rose ruined the whole movie, guys. She's an SJW. Get her out of my movie theater. All right, this is what I really want to get to, is I think we all agree that people are not actually upset about what they're complaining about, right? It just doesn't add up. None of these complaints add up. So what are they, what are they really upset about? Like, what is going on? Apparently, there were like tens of thousands of new signups on, on Rotten Tomatoes for the sole purpose of leaving a bad review on this movie. There were. Like, why? What are people actually upset about? If we don't believe that they're upset about the pacing, like Kate said, it was grasping at straws, and we don't believe that they're upset about Luke Skywalker being disrespected because it doesn't, it doesn't, it's the same thing that has happened to every Jedi Master. We don't believe that they're uh, upset about, like, any of the things that they say they're upset about. What are they actually upset about? I, I have not figured it out. I really haven't. I, everybody is like, this is bad, this is bad. Well, I'm like, I thought that was great. Why is everybody so mad at this movie? I don't get it. Like, it's like, I really don't get it. It's like they want to be upset about it. I know. Sorry, just gonna just gonna step in here with a review I just looked at real mm-hmm, quick. Mm-hmm. A lot of things do not belong in Star Wars. One, Hollywood's liberal agenda. <sighs> Keep it out of my movies, please. Two, Star Wars should not have comedy. Most importantly, really bad what? comedy. What? What? What movie? What other Star Wars movies has this guy seen? I don't know. Okay, sorry. Continue. Three. <laughs> sorry. This review is so bad it made Isaac sick. Three. Tone the use of force down a bit. Force is not a god. So if someone's shit blows up and they explode into a vacuum of space, they should not survive. Especially <sighs> Princess Leia. She does not have the force. Women. Four. Yeah. Please kill Luke. We all hate him now. Thanks, Disney. Oh, my God. Five. No more crying, please, especially from the guy that's supposed to replace Darth Vader. It's not very scary when he's stomping around crying like a little baby. I, I love it's the okay, idea of the guy who man. takes the time to write this review complaining about another man crying. Yeah. Like, what is this if not a, a whale? It's not a cry like for help. I, and this this may very well just be me reading too much into all of this, but... it. All of these reviews feel like they're written by, like, white men who are maybe in their 30s or older who are worried that they are not going to be sufficiently represented in the future, that, like, they're worried that they're they're losing their, their relevance and that the future is going to be in some sense controlled by people who don't look like them and who maybe don't share their priorities. And they're just, like... Um, they're not going gently into that good night, you know, like, yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think that's right. But I also, 
I think when we when we when we frame it that way, we have this sort of idea of like these are the people who are winning and they're afraid that they might lose all of their advantages and and they can't handle it and so they're like lashing out at the slightest little hint of not Yeah, winning no, I'm anymore. not that's not really what I'm saying. I'm not saying that these are people who have a lot of like power and agency to begin with. Right. I do I don't doubt that like a lot of the people who are writing these reviews are probably like working dead-end jobs and they don't you know it's not like they're the masters of the universe who are like walking through wall street and like throwing dollar bills around like, right these are for the most part i'm imagining people who, who don't have that kind of privilege but i do think that when you when you live in an economically disadvantaged position your race and your gender become the only things that you you do have to sort of like control other people or to sort of get some sort of advantage and like yeah maybe i gotta be honest i really feel like all of these reviews are one guy with a million <laughs> bots copying yeah, or maybe or maybe it's that you know yeah maybe yeah. it's just like one dude you know or like so maybe it's just, just 50 dudes there's about about the whole rotten tomatoes not counting one and a half star ratings and them being rigging here's a review from neil m Rotten Tomatoes are not counting one and a half star ratings, so I gave this a one star, but really it should be half star. Funny they don't count half stars and don't tell people that. Everyone should come back and change their half to one to get past this great rigging system. Oh my god. These are like crazy conspiracy theories. But yeah, no, maybe maybe, maybe that's why they all echo each other. I mean, honestly, that would be nice if it were just the same 500 people. So Isaac, that last review you read, not not the great rigging one, but the one before that, said keep your liberal agenda out of my movie uh hollywood's liberal agenda keep it out of my movies please out of my movies out of my movies movies. and this is the thing that i have noticed about every single one of these reviews is that they all start with a statement of fandom they all they all start by like establishing um the the reviewers uh credentials which is that i have been a fan for 35 years i've watched star wars all my life luke skywalker was my childhood hero he, st- oh. he starts with i love star wars but they this all do they can't they they all have to start by saying i am a real true star wars fan so here's the thing we have not read a single negative review from someone who is like yeah i don't I don't like Star Wars in general, and I didn't like this one. Every review that you've read, every critical review that I ran into on Rotten Tomatoes in this Times article, they all started with this, like, I believe that I, in some sense, own this thing, and it and it didn't give me what I am entitled to. I, I am entitled to a Star Wars movie that does what I expect of it or what I want it to do because I am a fan, and that gives me an ownership over the movies, and I wasn't given what I deserve as a fan. And what, like, what I keep coming back to, and I don't know if they're economically disadvantaged, as you theorized. Like, I don't know who these people are. I don't really know hardly anyone who didn't like this movie. But I do know that anyone who starts or signs a change.org petition to get a movie like like to have a movie a movie studio to have Disney agree with them that this one doesn't count like with all the shit that's going on in the world like the oceans are rising our president is like playing like a, a blinking game with other world leaders about who's going to drop a nuke first and the thing you sign a change.org petition about is is like that you didn't like a movie and the movie studio should agree with you that they made a mistake. Like that is a sad person. Yeah. These are people with 
empty, sad lives, and that like they they need they they need something from Star Wars that a movie cannot provide you with. Yeah. Like it is, it is, and all this talk about disrespecting Luke, like they believe that this is real and theirs, and it is important to their lives in a way that like it, a movie simply should not be. Well, or maybe it should be, but this movie, <laughs> or this series like, of movies, I don't know. Like I, uh, I guess it's one thing to sort of feel like that personally, right? Like Luke Skywalker represents my person in yeah. some way right like that's what it feels like a lot of these reviewers are saying like this is it's, it's i love star wars i identify with it this is my hero i want to be this guy and you're not giving him his due or whatever so it's one thing i think to feel that way and it's another thing as as you're talking about to to sign a change.org petition and try and get the movie studio to be like whoa take these backsies right or sign <laughs> like, up for a review site mind. for the sole purpose of making a poo metaphor about a movie like and i and i feel like a couple months ago we saw a similar uh like nerd revolt uh when when rick and morty fans couldn't get the sauce they wanted at mcdonald's a sauce that had been mentioned by a character on the show and and like similarly i just have to to say like what is lacking from your life if Rick and Morty or Star Wars is that important to you? Like, I like both of those things. I like Rick and Morty. I like Star Wars. I like them both a lot. But, like, what place does this occupy in your life? Like, what else is missing? How are people so, people's lives so desperate and empty and sad that, like, that not getting their fan theories validated by a, a Star Wars movie is, like, this crushing to them? Yeah. I'm trying to think about what a movie could do to make you that upset or me that upset. Well, that's why that's why I'm sort of theorizing that these are people who don't have a lot else going on in their lives because how else could you possibly get to a place where a movie that you can choose to see or not see could have that much of an impact on your on your existence that you you're like filled with rage about it. Yeah. Well, you know, me, Kenan and Kate aren't aren't or Ken K and I aren't, you know, writing reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, but we were all, like, pretty upset with that, like, 12 Strong movie, which is about how America American soldiers were the good guys after 9-11. And we were all, like, really upset about, about the that. Oh, about the review that we saw. The, well, we, sorry, the, the trailer the, that the we trailer saw. The trailer that we yeah. saw. Yes, I was, I was deeply offended by that. For 30 seconds. For <laughs> 30 seconds. Right. And actually, until, Isaac, until you just mentioned it, I had not thought about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, like, it's not... I was upset, but I wasn't. I wasn't like going home and blogging about like. But Isaac is right that we felt that that movie was inserting a political agenda. It was like existed to yeah. serve a political mm-hmm. agenda. But I think the but one it, difference is that it clearly did. Thing, it was about a real thing that happened. Right. right like, the Iraq right, War right, happened. Right. Star right. Wars did not actually happen a long time ago in a universe far, far away, or like yeah. whatever. It did. It's just made up bullshit about nothing that's fun and like fun to think about like fun to like watch but like yeah i'm sorry that was a swear (laughs) so my english teacher watches these if you want to maybe calm down on the swear words Uh (laughs) thanks for listening craig we'll try to watch our language um sorry (laughs) sorry craig um, but well i don't know so isaac do you think that that is a, a comparable situation like us getting upset about that trailer no i think it's different but I, I was just pointing out that yeah, you're right. we did experience something sort of similar. 
Right. Well, and but I also think that like we experience something sort of similar, and like normal human beings with other things going on in their lives, we moved on and like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like here's here's the thing for me. I, when I was a kid, I think that I loved Batman the way a lot of these reviewers loved Star Wars. I, I really also really loved Star Wars. I was a huge Star Wars fan in, in middle school and high school. Um, and then the prequels came out and it sort of, um, see, that actually soured me on the whole thing. But it soured me on it not because it made me sort of question, it made me sort of look more critically at the earlier ones and go like, ah, oh, George Lucas actually did a lot of the things that I don't like in the prequels in the earlier movies, and I saw them as a kid and didn't notice them then. Um, not because I thought that, like, the movies were so bad that they made good movies bad by extension. I just re- sort of noticed some things that I wasn't crazy about in the earlier ones. But I loved, loved, loved Batman as a kid, obsessed with him. And I have not been thrilled with any of the last several Batman movies. And... I don't, I don't feel that like that in some way has ruined Batman for me. I still love the character. I still mm-hmm. think fondly of the comics I read as a kid. I don't see how like, like I like Batman. It's a fun story, but I, I am a fortunate person with other stuff going on in my life, and I just have to think that there is like some kind of emptiness or desperation to be the kind of person who sees. A, a Batman movie for me in my case and goes like this has ruined the only thing that mattered to me like this thing that made my life worth living and now it's gone mm-hmm. and it's lost yep I don't know Isaac what would, is there anything you would feel that way about like could you imagine a Star Wars movie that was so bad that you'd be this angry about it no I mean I would be annoyed for yeah. like half a second or maybe maybe whenever I like thought about it but. we would just record an angry podcast about it like cool people and not write a Rotten Tomatoes review like sad dumb people just don't be <laughs> okay. sad dumb. maybe I'm being hugely hypocritical but we do this because it's fun yeah <sighs> I don't know guys it's a sad world it's a it's a sad strange world guys Kylo Ren destroyed this movie yeah, because he cried. I don't know. I personally, I think I Kylo Ren is like, for me, the most enjoyable bad character we've ever seen, because I feel like they they he actually gets like character development and like like problems that he has to face instead of just like generally being evil because because he can be evil. I don't know. I agree. I, I, I agree enjoy with Kylo's you. character a lot. I agree with you. Why is Darth Vader evil? Why is he trying to hurt everybody? Because he wants to be evil. It makes no sense either. Because he went to the dark side to save Padme. And then the Emperor's like, yeah, Padme's dead, by the way. And he's like, okay, I'm sad. No. Now now maybe I just want to kill everybody. Bring order to the universe. Yeah, no, you're right. Darth's Darth's motivations don't make any sense. Um, You're right. Uh, Kylo Ren is a more complex. So what is Kylo Ren's motivation? What is what is driving him? Well, at first, it was to like live up to having Darth Vader being your grandfather. Right. I'm not the first person to say this, but like Kylo Ren is a fanboy, right? He's yeah. a Star Wars fanboy. He's like Darth Vader is so cool. I'm gonna be cool like Darth Vader. I'm gonna do this the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then freaking Ryan Johnson's like, Nah, man, you you look weird with that mask on. Stop trying to be like Darth Vader. Uh, yeah. And then he becomes like a way more interesting character. He's a good actor, and not being able to see his face is stupid. I don't know. Honestly, like, 
all of these bad Star Wars reviews just generally make me mad. I know. So honestly, this is like uh, who's more foolish, the fool or the fool who follows him. We might be more pathetic than the angry Star Wars reviewers because they're getting angry about a movie and we're getting angry about sad, sad people making angry movie reviews. Yeah. Um, so we might be the saddest, all. most empty people really in this whole scenario. The real sad bastards were the internet trolls we trashed along the way. <laughs> no, except we're the real I mean, sad exactly. bastards. Sorry. <laughs> I think that we have established beyond a reasonable doubt that Ryan Johnson is innocent and that the newest Star Wars movie is quite good. But we haven't yet addressed the Wookiee in the room, the real big Star Wars question. Who is your ideal Star Wars director? Who do you want to see make a Star Wars movie? <laughs> That's always the response I want. I don't know enough directors, man. No, I have an answer. Okay, what do you got? Well, I don't actually. Okay, you go first. <laughs> I, I don't really know how to answer this question either. I just I just don't think I'm equipped to... I, because I don't care about the franchise that much. I thought Ryan Johnson did a great job. So you want to see more Ryan Johnson? Sure. Yeah. But what would make you care about the franchise more? Would you be like... Hey, I want to see Agnes Varda make a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I want to see Guillermo del Toro make a Star Wars movie. I mean, Guillermo del Toro actually would be fun because there were, the monsters would be so I know. good. I know. Um, yeah, that would be fun. Yeah. Isaac? You know what? I want to see the, the fans that complained this movie was so bad <laughs> make their own Star Wars. Yeah, you make your own damn movie. I want to then... see how good it is. I, I want to see like them be like, okay, uh, Darth Vader's back and Darth Maul's back and they're fighting each other. Oh, and there's Obi-Wan and Yoda and everybody's fighting. And yeah, but but no Leia and, and none of the other ones. Do, do you know, Isaac, I kind of agree with you because I sort of think one of the structural problems that has led to this like weird controversy is copyright law, is the fact that like we can't all make Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. even though it is like this thing that people feel like they own, like it is so ubiquitous in our culture and belongs to the culture and everyone grew up telling their own Star Wars stories with their Star Wars figurines yeah. that like new Star Wars movies can't live up to that we can't all like make our own stories and so that's why there's this weird impulse to be like wait say this one didn't count say it wasn't real like it's not being made by George Lucas we know that these are new yeah. people telling Star Wars about other people telling stories about other people's characters so like maybe if we all got to do that then people could go like oh I like this one I don't like that one whatever and it wouldn't be that big a deal I just, I just think it would be cool seeing the people who complained about this make their own and see how good it is. I, I agree. I would I would totally watch four <laughs> minutes of one of those. Four minutes. But come on, who's do you act who do you actually want to see? Do you wanna see a, do you wanna see a Christopher Nolan Star Wars movie? No, that would do you wanna like see you wanna I know, I know you wanna see a Zack Snyder Star Wars movie. I will murder you. Do you um, wanna see a Joss Whedon Star Wars movie? Do you wanna see a I, Spielberg Star Wars movie? I would be interested seeing a Russo Brothers Star Wars movie. Oh, yeah, like maybe like a Star Wars heist movie. Or, yeah, like a Star Wars like Civil War movie. I don't know. Yeah. I, just, I think it'd be interesting. Yeah, they're, I would, I'd be down. What I mean, because their, their movies are like some of my favorites of, of my, the MCU. So what do you I think they'd do? What do you think they'd bring to it? Well, one, I think they would have like fantastic choreography. <laughs> this, movie, this movie had fantastic choreography. Did, that really. throne room fight scene was yeah. the coolest. Yeah, those uh, like... 
I don't, where did those nice They're the, called the Pan, Pantorian they Guards. Were, they were super cool. And who, who are they? And are, are all of them I, dead now? Like, was, uh, was they, the they're whole... Like, there, there are Star Wars theories about this. Was the whole red latex army in the in the room with with Snow? Um, some people think they're the Knights of Ren. Which? Oh, so Snow. Because oh, the Knights took... of Ren are the also supposedly the kids that Kylo Ren kidnapped from the temple. Yeah, yeah, that I buy. But but then why wouldn't they be loyal to Kylo Ren after he kills Snoke? The Knights of Ren should be like his. Yeah, people. I don't know. So that's why I was. Really I don't really know right. who they are, but but they're cool. Oh, they're so cool. That fight scene is so beautiful. All right, so so Russo Brothers for you. I would say Russo Brothers, yeah. Del Toro for you, Kate? Yes. Yeah. Um, not Jill Soloway. <laughs> like a really complicated... Then... Like, she would. She could make a movie about the Skywalkers. It would be very interesting and, you know... Sorry. Who this? Uh, the woman who makes the show transparent. It would definitely have an SJW political agenda. Like people would at least be justified in. Uh, oh my god, people would like saying people's that. heads would explode. I would also really like to see a Guillermo del Toro Star Wars. I I want more world building, more monsters, more elaborate sets and practical effects. Um, I think Alfonso Cuarón would do a really good job. He made the best Harry Potter movie in my opinion, the third one. Uh, I think he really mixes childlike wonder and emotional weight. But as a podcaster, the Star Wars movie I really want to see is directed by Terry Gilliam because it would be guaranteed to be weird and brilliant and beautiful and no one would be able to decide how they felt about it. And that would make for an incredible episode of No, You're Wrong. Tell us why you think Last Jedi haters are wrong on Twitter at Know You're Wrong Pod. Rate us and review us on iTunes. Give us all your stars. Find all our previous episodes on our website, knowyourwrongpodcast.com. Our music is by Sugar Funk and me, your unreasonably good Mary Sue moderator, Kenan. We'll be back soon to address another quandary of little consequence. Until then, may all your takes be hot and correct, and we will catch you on the flip side. comparison you made to the Kennedys was really astute and and really like backs up my my belief that or contributes to my belief that this is like a proxy for the lives that people aren't living Mm -hmm. like they care about these fictional dynasties in a way that you shouldn't even care about real dynasties like fuck the Kennedys sorry screw the Kennedys